Hey, Cooper, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. This just another another blessed day, With another blessed week, man. How, how you doing? Events, I am still doing. Ex- I mean, I'm I'm great. You know, not not to belittle those that are having a tough time, but Ask. life's good for me always. That's good. That's good. So, uh, guys, just uh, just let everyone know that for this month, uh, we picked uh, rich dad, poor dad. Uh, I do have a confession. I almost canceled. The uh, I have not read that book yet. So, yeah, C- Caleb almost like like dropped something on me. Like I was I was embarrassed, but but I and the reason I picked that book is because all the podcasts that I listen to. Um, you know, all the top investors, like top business people, like they always bring up rich dad, poor dad. And so it's been on my list. And I was like, ah, let's just start with that one. On every uh, single social media <laughs> platform. Uh, but yes, Cooper said it. I'm going to reread it. This is probably my third or fourth time rereading it. We're, we're going to read it together. And then we're going to each, you know, give our top three takeaways from the yep. book. Um, at the end of the month, I hope you choose to tune in, read it with us, you know, send us what your takeaways are. Um, but tonight's episode, we interview a phenomenal businesswoman, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Okay. <laughs> hey, this is episode five of Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb. And today we have a special guest that I'm going to let Cooper introduce. Thanks, Caleb. Hope everyone's having a great start to their week. Uh, our guest that we have on today, uh, she is a graduate of University of Mary in Bismarck. She is the co-owner of Apex Physical Therapy. Uh, they have three total clinics in North Dakota and still growing. And she's a mother of four. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, it is Brooke Erstead. Yeah. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Pretty great introduction. <laughs> oh, we're 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 trying. We're trying. Me, Cooper me and Caleb gets better every week. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, you made me sound so important." That's exactly the kind of intro you want, right? <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, Brooke, um, just start out. Just tell um our followers. Just you know, just add a little bit like who you are. Uh, what you do and and just why you do what you do. Um, I'm a I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I um and a mom. Uh, both are super hard to juggle, but super both really important to me. So I do the best I can, I guess, to to juggle both because especially during this time of crisis where there's a little less opportunity to to be a DPT, I realize just how fulfilling that role is in my life totally. as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're missing something. And um, as much as you love your family, uh, I'm a better mom when I am able to kind of fulfill my needs as well. Hmm. So that's, those are, that's, I feel like that's what I'm about. I love what I do for work and I really love my family. And so that kind of makes it an easy Way an easy path to navigate most of my life decisions. Oh, that's awesome! Um, I know you're a doctor of physical therapy, and that uh, that I mean that takes a considerable amount, a considerable amount of schooling. Um, when you finished, 
what was it like, you know, trying to find a job transitioning into, you know what, like, I think I want to start my own company. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to even take it back a step Please further. Yeah. I, I was one of those few really fortunate people who felt like I really knew what I wanted to do in life from a young age. Um, whether it was that I was a student athlete, I loved to play sports and compete. So you get hurt and you get to see that side of things. Or I just knew I wanted to be in the medical profession and I'm a talker and I love people. And this seems like a great way to put all my interests together. But in high school, super funny story. I had a guidance counselor on like career day tell me there was no jobs in physical therapy. And so I should Mm. probably pick a different profession. That's crazy. So yeah. So at this time, The market probably was saturated um, in physical therapists, but um, what he didn't know is that I'm kind of the type where if you tell me I can't do something, I'm even more interested in in achieving that. But for a while, it deterred me a bit. I was like, man, well, what else am I going to do? I know I want to do medical. So I thought of pharmacy for a while, and then I'm just, I don't really love that much math, and I (laughs) I wouldn't get as much of maybe the people interaction that I wanted or just didn't really seem like it fit. So um, fast forward then, I I went to University of Mary. I competed a track scholarship there. Um, loved my experience. Got into, well, it's a small school. And so I was able to finish my exercise science degree in three years and then go right into PT school and finish my next three years. So I was able to get a doctorate degree in six years there and I really loved every minute of it and as I graduated there was just a ton of jobs in physical therapy but none in the area that I really wanted to work in which is outpatient physical therapy and somewhere along the line my love of sports kind of got redirected by a mentor that meant a lot to me in my life that just kept pushing me in the different direction completely different direction and um, I ended up wanting to do outpatient physical therapy with an emphasis in women's health. And so that's sort of the career path that I went and I, I wouldn't settle for just the, the normal job climate at this time was my husband. Well, at that time, my fiance and I wanted to live in Fargo. There was no outpatient physical therapy jobs. You sort of had to work your way into those. Um, and by, by doing acute care and working, you know, the weekends and stuff like that. And I just didn't want to lose the skills that I had. So I ended up driving to Breckenridge, Minnesota every day for two and a half years. (laughs) Um, but I was able to use a variety of my skills and start this women's health program from the bottom up. And that sort of led me to think, man, I don't want to be driving for the rest of my life and nothing is opening up. I'm going to take matters in my own hands and uh, try my little idea that I had with maybe too much time on the road to go and start a business. And thankfully, another person was commuting with me at that same time, who is now my business partner and one of just the greatest human beings that I think is on this planet. And so he and I blindly just decided to take a leap and um, become physical therapists that are self-employed and following a model that we call small town healthcare. And so we love to greet you by name. We love what we do. We love being at the top of our game and staying competitive in that arena. So that's sort of my whole like 
I sort of just kept following what felt right, I guess, and ended up where I'm at. It's pretty happy. I got a lot on my plate, but it's easy to deal with if you're feeling pretty good about it. That That is an awesome no. story. I want to unpack it a little bit. Okay. Rewind. The first, the first light bulb moment I have just listening to you is you said you had a mentor who completely, you know, made you do a 360 on the way you were thinking. Do you want yeah. to maybe tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, I don't know if, if you guys have someone in your life who like in a really good way, I feel like I cannot tell this person. No, I hold them in such high respect that um, she, I feel like knew me better than I knew me in those moments. And she just said, Brooke, I just really think people like to talk to you and open up You're, I think you'd be great in this field. And I was like, huh, sure. I'll take your elective class and, you know, then she would harp on me like, nope, you're going to do a women's health clinical. And so she placed me with, and this is how awesomely connected this woman was. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but she placed me with a leader in our field who, until I got out and went to my first continuing ed class, sorry, until I graduated and got out of school, went to my first continuing ed class, the person I was supposed to be placed with name is on all the manuals of trainings. And I, wow. that would have been an awesome experience. However, about a month with about a month to go for me driving to Moline, Illinois for this clinical, <laughs> I got word. Wow. Yeah, I got word that she decided she couldn't take a student anymore. And so oh, I had man. to choose to go to either New York, Florida or Arizona, where she had another contact lined up. And so I was, I was like, uh, I, I don't even think I really want to do this, <laughs> but I'm, I again, <laughs> still cannot tell this wonderful woman. No, um, I don't know anybody in New York or Florida. I do have some family in Arizona, um, in the Phoenix area. This clinical was in Tucson, Arizona. So sort of made my decision easy, I guess in a month I'm driving to Tucson. So that's what I did and ended up going to a really tough clinical that I didn't feel all that well prepared for. Again, like I said, if it's not your passion, everything feels more difficult. This for at sure. the time I didn't mm-hmm. know was my passion, yeah. but again, this, this clinical instructor was hard, hard on me in a good way. Um, I think it took probably two or three weeks for her to see that I, I was a hard worker. I was there to do a good job. I don't settle for not doing a good job at least. So I, I guess, I guess you'd say I won her over, but she was really, sure. really hard on me. And um, I somehow in that eight to 10 weeks, I can't remember how long it was, kind of started to love and see, wow, you, nobody is really doing this sort of physical therapy where I'm from. And hmm. so that sort of maybe even sparked the inner entrepreneur in me like, well, if nobody's doing this and we need this, this would be a great way to sort of be my own boss or or do things the way I think it should be so that's yeah that's kind of that mentor person has continued to connect me I was um she again I couldn't tell her no I was a case reviewer for all the national people's um one of the certification levels in my field I reviewed all the case studies and it was a great way to get research in um still to this day she has me come back and do a lecture on um pediatric bowel and bladder physical therapy at University of Mary. So she just sort of has my back and she nominated me for an award, an outstanding alumni award. And I really 
man, I just feel like, am I really an outstanding alumni? Uh, but she, she, yeah, I don't she know. She sounds like this person is on your Mount Rushmore of yeah, people who that's have a cool way of saying it. But yeah, 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 she'd be like the George Washington right out front. I think. Yeah. So Brooke, why? Um, if you can just like real quick, just kind of touch on um, like how having a mentor or or some figure um, in your life to direct you, like you know, if someone's trying to go down a certain path, like how important is it for them to have a a mentor? Uh, I I think it's extremely important. Um, I just think everything feels a lot more comfortable if you sort of have a path and a mentor is a great person to help put you on that path or or help talk you through maybe what what is guiding you along that path and maybe help you make a few less mistakes along the way but even so a mentor is a great person to go to if that wasn't the right direction so I think it's extremely yeah. important to have someone like that and I'm, I'm thankful one sort of landed in my life because I might be a little bit headstrong sometimes and may not have found that person always on my own. <laughs> it yeah. seems like she really, I mean, she really pushed you to live and, you know, a, not a normal life to be, like you said earlier, to be outside of your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. She, we are from the same hometown in North Dakota and I think we had similar upbringings, so she may have seen things in her own life and ways to sort of push me to do things I I certainly didn't think that I would do. Um, sure. And so maybe those are things that she also would have liked to do or that felt really good to her so she could also help mentor me. So we were sort of similar in that regard. That's really cool. And you mentioned nice. that, you know, you – when you were in Arizona, you had a specific like, oh, I see, I see the need. There's a demand for this where where I'm playing, and we'll go back to. Could you talk a little bit more about you know, yeah. the, the specific um, branch of physical therapy that you practice right now? Sure. Um, so, women's health physical therapy as is the the title of it right now, but it's more aptly called pelvic rehabilitation, and so. I just feel like, especially in this part of the country, we're a little bit closed and reserved. And um, it's a very taboo topic to talk about things that are like uncomfortable down there, so to speak, or like um, for women who've had babies. And, you know, I know Cooper has wife and babies. I don't know your life story. Um, Caleb as much, but people think it's just sort of what happened. Like you sort of have leakage if you've had a baby and that's what I like to term it as that's common and not normal. Um, but there's also just a huge gamut of working with women with osteo- women are more likely to have osteoporosis. We're more likely to have ACL tears, mm-hmm. um, because of the way our bodies mm-hmm. are the shaped. Angles. Um, mm-hmm. there's just so many, yeah, I could still take my orthopedic like sports background and sort of spin it. And then as I got into this, now I do a lot with digestive health and visceral manipulation. And just like, I, I would say I'm sort of finding my way into like a holistic pelvic uh, rehabilitation. That's so cool. And so I look at everything from like, yeah, how your bowel and bladder function is just a normal daily conversation. Um, for me, we talk about, um, painful periods, uh, intercourse, like all those sorts of things that people don't talk about around here, but are super important to the relationships in our life, to, 
um, to living our best life, right? Like even there's tons of research with children and ADHD and ADD symptoms. They can't concentrate if they're trying to not pee themselves or like they can't, they have all sorts of different bowel and bladder issues. And then we give them medication and that constipates them. And then we have bloating pain and it's just really hard for your brain to do a lot of other things. So maybe there's an underlying physical problem to some of our diagnoses now. And what I find is the lack of connection to this area of the body is just really fascinating. And what I learned in Arizona was that people talk about it a lot more down there (laughs) than they do up here. And that was really eye-opening for a naive North Dakota girl to go down and um, have people speak so freely about that, but it sort of opened my eyes to, yeah, this is just what all of us, all of us humans. That right? was There's my a next cute question. Kid book called Everybody Poops. Yeah, yeah, that was my next question. How much more yeah. demand yeah. was there, you know, in Upper Midwest than you thought there was? Yeah, it it was. I could say for sure, Caleb, that it was much slower going oh. in the beginning than I I had expected. So I knew there was a huge need. But it still took a while for, and and mind you, I was a 24-year-old new grad trying to talk to them about their incontinence. So at some level, they were probably like, what do you really know about this, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, at that time, I can see why it maybe took a little longer. And becoming a mother myself, I think, made me a much better practitioner. And um, all of the lovely ladies who've joined me as pelvic rehabilitation providers at Apex also um, those that have entered motherhood, it, it just is a better dynamic in understanding For our sure. patients. Um, and so, yes, yes. So that all has, has helped about a lot with things too. So. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's funny you say that Brooke about, uh, being, you know, how up here it's a lot more, people are a lot more reserved and, and a little closed off when it comes to, to that. Um, mm-hmm. so I just want to take it a back maybe uh let's say i want to say maybe nine maybe ten years um when i first was introduced to you and cam (laughs) okay okay. um so uh just so the uh our followers know so when i was in football uh it was my redshirt sophomore year i injured my groin um in in fall camp and uh it kind of it was a nagging problem i had just met Lindsay and um, she kept telling me, well, you need, you need to come to Apex, you need to come to Apex. Um, I was a little hesitant, but I was like, all right, let's, let's try it. Um, and I met Cam. He uh, forgot that he was not the other hesitant and not <laughs> <laughs> So I, I met Cam and I met Brooke and it, they opened my eyes to what I didn't know about even like myself down there. Um, you know, the, the body is is so connected um you know when cam and uh brooke i i, I want to maybe talk a little bit m- more about brooke i feel like we had a lot of good uh conversations <laughs> um, <laughs> we sure did. yeah you were a super super good sport for yeah. my um my novel ideas of maybe this is a chronic injury because yeah. um Cooper in the position he played and, and the sport he played had probably taken some blows to his tailbone, which is a important anchor to For the sure. pelvic floor. Um, and so the pelvis is a ring. So chronic groin strain, um, de- and it depends what part people are referring to as groin, but 
all of it attaches to this really important pelvic ring. And if you don't have the center stabilizing force um, from the pelvic floor, it's sort of like, I like to use the example of a broken umbrella because the force um, outward from the pelvic floor stabilizes your hips and makes you a lot better and explosive as an athlete if you also have equally strong pelvic floor. Now, even if I wasn't suspecting any weakness in Cooper, um, but he was super willing to try our external surface EMG machine, <laughs> which is placing <laughs> electrodes on his butt <laughs> and uh, watching it on a that. video screen. Um, so sorry. To no, it's fine. No, Cooper, no, it's, but, it's but in fine. the name it's of fine. science, yeah. surface EMG. Yeah. And it was super interesting to see the ratio of his um, hamstring and groin muscles and um, the ability to recruit and fire you know, however many microvolts versus the pelvic floor. And so he wasn't necessarily weak in the pelvic floor, but compared to how strong he was in the other muscle groups, um, it's sort of like squeezing a water balloon, like it's gonna yeah. find the weak spot, yeah. right? And so the pelvic yeah. floor was collapsing and um, forcing a lot more pressure on all of the ligaments inguinal ligaments and the muscles that make up what we refer to as the groin so 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 caleb just just imagine you know <laughs> when you know uh, i think it was my episode i was interviewed by you the guy that was squatting like 415 <laughs> right 415 goes yeah. goes yeah. go <laughs> goes well i was a i was a sophomore okay, I was a sophomore. anyways but go goes to physical therapy and i can't even do like a like li- like, like lifting my leg on the side. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even do it. Like it was, so, it was so bad. Brooke, that that, it, that that is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And muscle imbalances and the body being connected. Unfortunately, I yes. can hijack this podcast and take us take us a different direction. <laughs> All sorts of places, right? We could just oh, and it would be and I know so fun. But yeah, I, I know you got to steer the ship. I know, right? I know you are. <laughs> clearly an expert in your field but i'm i'm i love what you're saying but i i keep hearing cam i keep hearing cam and then i go back to your story yeah and you know you and cam were commuting 60 minutes and you guys were saying like hey i'm not loving this drive i would prefer to just drive 10 minutes to work i'm assuming the conversation right you want to go into business do you want you want to go into that a little bit too yeah like how you how you how you and cam met too Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so going back to my first day at University of Mary, um, the only people I had met that to that point uh, did not have a lunch break at the same time as me because I had psychology class. And so I ended up going through lunch the first day, super nervous. Oh, I'll find someone. So I ended up sitting at a table with this guy who was sitting all by himself he looks nice enough so i was just like all right i saw you were in class with me i'll sit by you Damn, if you're hearing um, this, so that's actually the very it, it turned oh, out Cameron, hearing this, yep. you looked nice enough okay at that, that table <laughs> we'll, we'll have him on oh too, he's worry. used to me putting my foot in my mouth yeah all right so that was actually the first time i met him we found out we we both lived in the same dorm and um hung out in the same group of friends and it, it's probably good to note that cam and i are not married to each other um uh, we get that a lot uh we both are married to other people but have always had just a really really great awesome. friendship um in in uh college we had we were both pre-pt 
uh, for a while. Cam took a little detour and decided to come back around to, so we entered PT school at the same time, but took a little bit different path getting there. Um, and so then we graduate or we're coming up on graduation, trying to lock down our first job. And I, I was supposed to be taking a job in the cities and then sort of last minute decided that wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, and so I got hired at this little company in Breckenridge and at, as I accepted my job, they said, we're looking to hire another one because the owner of the clinic was due to have a baby about the time that I started. So they, so they were looking to hire someone else. We have one of your classmates we're thinking of, he, you know, and you listed the places of the clinicals that Cam did. And I was like, is it Cameron? And they were like, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to go. Yes. You want him. He's great. Nice. Nice. So ironically, without knowing it, we got hired within a month of each other um, at this little clinic in Breckenridge. And I tried to live in the community for a few months, um, but ended up liking like being willing to commute um just because we had so many more friends in our life my my fiance and I's life was more so in Fargo so um Cam and I then started commuting uh multiple days of the week just to save money on gas and of course all of that fun stuff as your student loans are coming due so um it probably took a couple times of going in the ditch I'm pretty sure I drove us in <laughs> once and uh he did once and I, I uh, Coop can probably justify this statement, but I am sort of the, like, I'm going to do it. And I maybe don't stop and think about the details all the time. Um, I just Hi, am I. like, yeah, yeah. And so Cam <laughs> is exactly what I probably need. But so I was like, I'm starting my own. I'm sick of this. I can't do it anymore. Um, I, in my head at that time, I would start this whole, women's health based clinic and maybe it would be like foo-foo and spa-like and that would maybe attract more people and he got to thinking and he goes what would you say about like a business partner in this and I was like well you of course like I would I would probably I knew I needed his skills probably um so that's sort of where it was born a couple times in the ditch and driving together we came up with this plan to locate the clinic in West Fargo and started taking a few small business classes and blindly two dumb 26 year olds decided to start a business with, um, like I said, the idea of kind of that small town healthcare, um, putting the personal experience yeah. in, into healthcare where we take the time to get to know our patients <clears throat> and bond with them. So that's the story. And we've, had Apex. We decided to start Apex in November of 2008. Uh, we've weathered worse storms because we also, well, maybe not worse than COVID-19, but uh, we, yeah. a few months after we started, it oh, was the sure. flood of 2009. Yeah. So we ended up having to shut yeah. our doors to sandbag, especially my home. Um, and yeah, so we're sort of going through something facing a similar threat to the business right now but here we are like 11 and a half years later yeah <laughs> and um still i still really admire and respect him a ton and i think he also does <laughs> you can ask that... him for himself but <laughs> no it's been going it's been going well and we're leading the company through a really tough time right now with Cooper, the help of you, leadership you brag team and some great employees because i know your wife Lindsay works there and i don't want to put brooke on the spot well well i don't you know i don't when i don't talk too much about 
you know, physical therapy, but when I do, it's only apex. It's <laughs> well, it's you. only apex. No, um, you know, Brooke, she just said that they they really get to know their their clients, um, and I can a thousand percent um, vouch for them. You know, you know, me being, you know, I I'm pretty open, you know, and I like to, I like to talk yeah, and. We know. Uh, with with, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> with with no, you're you're good, you're good. So, you know, with Cam and Brooke, I mean, you know, they taught me so much about uh myself and um like stuff I didn't even know about myself. You know, I found out actually like my right leg is shorter than my left. You know, which is crazy enough, but um, but I just feel like. The relationship that I've developed with Cam and Brooke is like family. I mean, I can but, I can call Brooke. You know, I I know Brian, her husband. You know, I know mm-hmm. the kids. You know, same same thing with Cameron. Um, you know, I I know his wife Carrie. Uh, you know, they just had a son, uh, and it's it's mm-hmm. great. I I you know I can't I can't say enough about Apex. You know, I'm I'm very 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 biased. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, and I'm, you know, I've, and I've referred some of, some of the, you know, when I was playing ball, I, I referred, um, some guys to them and, and they really liked it too. And, um, you, you know, Apex is the place to be for PT. I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't, I can't hold it in, you know, so. <laughs> Thanks. Well, so, thank you so oh, much. No, no, no. It's really like, really people saying those kind of things and believing in us that has made it really successful yeah. too. So I think it's so really, I mean it. Thank you. A good physical therapist too. I mean, you know, Cooper is a pre-exercise science and so was I. And I, I actually had a, mm-hmm. a ACL surgery a year and a half ago and I was, you know, pre-athletic training and okay. I knew everything I needed to do. But when I would go to my outpatient, mm-hmm. you know, if, I would see one of three physical therapists and I knew if I was with, you know, this one, for example, I was definitely going to do what I needed to do. And, you know, just knowing logically and then also feeling it emotionally, I knew I was going to, you know, I knew I was going to do what I needed to do to recover my knee. But other times, you know, I'd go to the same clinic, but depending on who I was with, I knew for a fact, I should just be doing this myself. You know, I'm not doing the right stuff. Uh, it's so important. So that, right. that's, that's yes. huge like, that you have, you know, Cooper's mm-hmm. anecdotal evidence along with, you know, your guys' doctorates. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brooke, so I want to I wanna yeah. uh, ask, um, so you guys uh, in the last couple of years have, have just just opened two two new clinics. Um, yes. I just want to know what, so what the thought process for you and cam like okay you guys got a really strong fargo um clinic here like what was the thought process to okay let's expand into jamestown and and lamore right uh yeah so those locations are super interesting for a lot of people but what they are is our they're our hometowns and so i think both of us knew um the that we could offer something back to our hometown that we maybe like, maybe I wish I went to a physical therapist more often or, you know, to rehab some of my injuries instead of just sort of waited for it to get better. Um, I also had some family members who maybe couldn't get in for three weeks and couldn't get the frequency that I knew they needed for some of their issues. 
Um, and, and Cam kind of had the same thing in an even more rural location. He's um, from Lemoore and I'm from Jamestown. And so we opened the Lemoore Clinic first. It just celebrated its five-year awesome. anniversary this past summer. And Jamestown, I set up when my third child, I was on maternity <laughs> leave with her. So it is about four years old. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it, it takes a lot of work to get these um, places going, but I think we love it. And it's, I go back to my hometown then once a week and uh, it just helps you stay really connected to the community and be, I'm really thankful for the, the upbringing that I had and Jamestown, you know, can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but uh, to me, it was a great place to grow up who, and who I'm happy what? to give back, I guess. So who, that's who how we picked our location. Yeah, that's a great question because neither of us have ever claimed to be like really strong in the business leading side of things. So we do have a great team of, of advisors that help us with decisions, but it sort of came down to, Oh man, we made it to the five-year mark in West Fargo. We should take a breath. And uh, what else do we want to do? And that's where we went back to, we really, you know, our uh, mission, vision and values are more than just words for us. We use those a lot to decide our decisions. Um, And so it, it aligned with our, with our vision. We opened them when it felt right. So we sort of got Lamore going and worked out the kinks of, uh, of having two locations, got a little better at that, and then then decided to do the Jamestown location as well. So um, we sort of have just learned and grown, but went back to wanting to give some give back and offer our brand of healthcare to a started. place that we thought could use it. Yeah, and exactly. and what better than your hometown? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Was there was there any like fear or like like you know, any hesitation to start those other two locations? I think if you ask that question of Cam, it might be a little <laughs> bit uh, different answer, but I am the, <laughs> I, I had no fear, but that often, uh, that that's often the case. I maybe plunge forward a little more strong willed um, than, and then he sort of is the smart one that, that makes sure it's okay <laughs> behind the scenes. So um, I don't, I can honestly say, I don't think I had a fear that it wouldn't work, but we also used a really safe model of just being open, you know, a couple days a week or, you know, one day a week. And then as we grew two days a week and didn't use a front desk person, we just kept it really, really affordable so that if it ended up not working, then, you know, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been the worst case scenario, yeah. but we worked really hard. I, I drove back often to show up to community events, to help promote us, to, um, you know, call in different favors of different organizations you were a part of and just like, hey, give me a try. And then thankfully, our, you know, we did good work. We pride ourselves in doing good work and that sort of caught fire. And and now we're doing pretty well at all of those about, locations. I keep hearing so about how that was you great. and Cam, and Yang. And Cooper and I talk about like relationships yeah, yeah, that's... are so important, right? Like that's you know your mentor, and maybe Cam had a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice, I guess, would you give someone who wants to get into to business, or you know, someone who, you know pre PT, you know, something along those lines of just kind of aligning yourself with similar yet skilled in other areas? You know, what does that mean to you? 
Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's so great to find someone who kind of fills in the gaps where you know that you're not as strong. Mm, that's a good point. Um, whether, yeah, whether that it happens sort of naturally, um, I think about some of the people I'm drawn to, and they're very different than me, and they challenge me in different ways. Um, and so I just think maybe my personality is more open to embracing that. But if that's not a natural thing for you, I think opening your mind and sort of growing that. But I also know that without like strong roots, which is not my strong suit, right? Like I'm ready to charge forward and I love thinking of new ideas. I love elevating other people in certain roles. But if I don't have the people in my life that are a little more grounding to me, like Cam is probably one at work. And then my husband here at home, um, I I would not be nearly as successful because I can kind of be a little scatterbrained and um, maybe have too many ideas or too many irons in the fire. And and so I think being just keeping your mind open to what someone else may offer and how they can help you is probably the best advice. And I think I naturally had those people land in my life or maybe, maybe I just you attracted them, was right? drawn to those people right. to yeah. complete spots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we do a lot of the strength builder at work and, when you look at my strengths, um, they are a lot, they are somewhat the same as cams, but they're also very different and you can see it in our relationship too. I think all of our staff sort of knows who to go to for whichever Which one of the issues you, is you need to um, yes help with. To a request. Speaking out to the apex staff. Oh, right cam hundred <laughs> percent. I would say it? so, but, uh, I mean, I don't think, I think both of us are uh, pretty open and um, we're only going to say no if it really like can't be done. Cause if it's a, you know, if it's a creative idea, I'm super on board and I'm able to say yes in that way. Um, he's, he's just so <laughs> nice sometimes. So I end up having to be the one that's usually like, that's just not going to work. And, and I mean, I feel like I'm a nice person as well, but um I have maybe more of Someone's got to be the good cop, bad cop. Uh, more, yeah. I'm a little more yeah. of the yeah, confrontational. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Cooper probably sees it too at all our like holiday parties or whatever. I'm generally more of the talker. He's a little quieter, <laughs> but if you know him, he's not. But um, I'm maybe a little more naturally the marketer well, or the more outgoing of us. Each other's strengths. Yeah, that's, that's really Yeah, cool. it's great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Maintaining respect um, of, of each other has been, I think the, the key to our success. And I've, I have had four babies and four maternity leaves and I've never felt anything but support for, from him who he has had one child and he's also a male. And so I just, I'm just in awe of how, like, just what a great person he is, supportive person. And no, we wanted to have family and work Uh and you need to do this or that you know it's just never never been like he knows I'm gonna work as hard as I can possibly do for Apex and he's gonna do the same and if that is sometimes out of balance that's okay and um yeah so I just I have tons of respect for him and I I appreciate that he also respects me back nice nice Brooke I want to ask um Mm -hmm. what so for you personally like what are you doing to to like to keep growing uh yourself to keep becoming 
uh, a, the better version of, of yourself? Yeah, that's a really great question because it's, it's really tough yeah. right now to continue the growth um, of myself as a person. I am super thankful to have, have had the opportunity of doing the United Way 35 oh. under 35 Women's Leadership Program. Not only did I get a huge list of great books to uh, to read on my in my free time, but I also found a really great group of supportive women, and um, that can sometimes be hard for strong women to find kind of their their crew. And so those people have really helped me grow myself and challenge myself and understand um, a little bit better self love because I'm pretty. I've in the past, I've been really hard on myself. Um, So I, you know, I've been reading great books. I saw you guys love to do book reading and book club as I listened to some of your previous podcasts. Um, So I love the opportunity for that. But right now with four kids and working full time and trying to keep up our house and all of that fun stuff, I fall asleep (laughs) after about two pages. It takes me a long time to get through them anymore. Um, but I find that, you know, this group of gals is always posting inspirational things or quick blog articles, um, just sort of helping helping each other out because we all are working moms for the most part, trying to better ourselves. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Brooks, uh, where <laughs> where so where can um, where can our followers uh, link up with you like on social media Drop, drop in clinic. and say hi. Well, not now. They can't drop in now, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you can find any any information about the clinic at apexptwellness.com. Um, I'm admittedly getting old and super not that cool, so I think I have a Twitter and stuff, but I never use it. So I'm still of the generation of Facebook. <laughs> so you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'd love you to like the Apex pages. Uh. Yeah, I. You can interact with me anywhere. I suppose sending an email at Brooke at Apex PT Wellness. Um, just before recording with you guys, I had a high school junior reach out about some time management tips uh, that she needed for a report, hmm. and so I just really enjoy. I really enjoy helping people um, find happiness or. Um, it, it, I guess it brings me happiness to help others in all sorts of aspects of my life, whether that's my physical therapy career or whether that's teaching a kid, one of my kids to tie their shoe or, <laughs> um, or, or if people choose to look, that's like the ultimate compliment if they look to me for, um, for tips on managing things. Cause there are days that I feel like I don't have it all together, but, um, Maybe I from the outside, so it looks cool. like it's that's so cool that's that, you good know, I mean, news. If someone's looking out to me, you know, continue to push you and push you and push you and believe in you. And here you are, you know, hoping and trying and, you know, doing that yeah. for whether it's friends, family, patients, um, random juniors, you know, in high school that are reaching out to you. So that's awesome. I salute you for that. Yeah. 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 Hey, thank yeah. you. Well, Brooke, uh, for me and Kayla, we really, really, uh, appreciate you taking taking time out of your busy busy schedule. I don't know how you do it. I I only have two, and I I I'm falling asleep at like nine nine fifteen. So I don't I don't know how you're doing it. But... It's those it's those other really great people in yeah, your life, yeah. right? Like my husband was great about 
cover in yeah. bedtime tonight so I could, oh, we love uh, could yeah, chat with you guys. Good. No, but I, that we, was really cool for me. I just love learning how you guys started and you know, how you guys are crushing it. And we could have probably talked more yeah. about this, but the, the small town feel that you're giving to all your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. This is really cool that you guys asked me. Thanks so much. And, uh, definitely talk to yeah. Sam too. He's <laughs> a really interesting guy yeah. as well. Yeah. He, he, yeah. We'll get him on. We'll get him off for sure. But, uh, thank you, Brooke. All right. Brooke, okay. Thanks. Thanks again. Hey guys. We just okay. Had All right. Brooke Aaron Erstad on our podcast. And I was personally was blown away by the story. You know, personally me listening to everything she had to say, it sounded like if she hadn't developed a relationship, you know, with a close mentor, um, we, I mean, we don't know where she'd be today, but I don't think she would be the owner, the success, extremely successful owner of, uh, you know, three, you know, locations of her physical therapy clinics. So I just think it's, it's amazing that she allowed someone to push her. Cooper, what do you think? No, that was that was great, guys. Um, you know, and and we did touch on the mentor uh, there for a little bit because it it is important to have someone in your in your life that is always pushing you and then someone that's going to tell you uh, how it is, you know. And then I also loved how her and Cameron also developed their relationship, you know, and ca- kind of the same thing there. You know, she's she's great in some areas. And Cameron is great in some areas, and they and they complement each other uh, very very well. Um, so again, guys, you know it's 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 all about relationships. You know that's that's a big part, um, you know, of of this podcast. And Brooke really uh, did a great job at you know explaining her story, but also how uh, relationships um, helped evolve her into the uh, yeah. the woman that. Uh, that she is yeah strong business for me yep yep exactly so yeah that camp or Kayla, that's uh, that's Please all i got with brooke add her on facebook um definitely someone who's obviously going to re- you know lean into you if you want to grow peace till next week guys see ya <laughs>